Welcome! You're listening to Uncommon Sense, and I'm Doug Morgan. We are very excited today to be able to announce to you our brand new website. It is UncommonSensePodcast.com. You can go there, you can see all the different episodes, the latest episode right on the homepage. You can go down and, and hear all the different episodes. Maybe you miss one. Uh, you can go there and you can listen to it from there. Uh, there's, a, there's a blog area. I mean, there's, there's a lot of, of things on that site already. We're going to continue to improve that site as we go along, but we're very excited. I know some of you got a sneak peek because you follow us on Facebook and Instagram or whatever. And so you kind of got a sneak peek of it a little earlier this week. Um, but but I encourage you to, to go there, let us know what you think of it, and like I say, kind of follow us uh, through there so that way you can see how it improves all the time. We, we love the fact that this program is growing and growing, and this is just another way uh, that we're seeing it do that. Uh, from Speaking of Facebook, from uh, our Facebook page... Uh, one of our listeners, David Sandlin, uh, wrote in and, and, and it was, he kind of left a, a scathing kind of, uh, post there. And, and this is what he said. He said, uh, they, and he's referring to the founding fathers. They were deists. Chris Tards re- rewriting history doesn't change that. Just like nature's God. Who is nature's God? Pan. So uh, I don't know, David, and I don't, I don't uh, know if he's a liberal or not. Uh, I mean, I, obviously, I see a, a several things here that are very classic liberal qualities, like name-calling uh, is, is very much so uh, projection. When I say projection, what I mean is that, uh, when he says rewriting history, um, if, if you say that, that our founding fathers were deists, you're, you're really rewriting history yourself, and, but you're projecting that on, onto other people exactly what you're doing yourself. Um, and making claims and giving opinions without really any evidence. So let's, let's take a look at whether or not our founding fathers were deists. What, what does the evidence uh, show? Because I've heard this, this claim before, and, and so I'm not, I'm not taking exception to David here. I, what I'm saying is let's, let's take a look at the evidence of whether or not our founding fathers were deists and what is deism. And then see if if uh, you know his claims are backed up by those by that evidence. So uh, I found a, an article that I really liked, uh, and it, it really did go to the heart of what um, what what I've found in my research as well. And it was a it was an article entitled "Were the Founding Fathers Deists, and Why Does It Matter?" And this was by Peter uh, Ryder uh, of the Ryder Report, and uh, he starts out by saying this, says, one might be surprised at how many people today believe the mantra that the founding fathers were deists, in spite of the historical evidence to the contrary. What's not surprising in our culture today is that very few people have done their due diligence on the subject to the point to where, number one, they understand what deism is, and number two, why is it important that we understand its influence, or lack thereof, in the founding of our nation? So first, what is deism? Well, deism, according to the New World Encyclopedia, is deism has come to denote the theological belief that God created the universe according to scientific laws, but does not interfere in its daily operation. Okay, so let's, let's also go to Webster's Encyclopedia Dictionary, and uh, deism is, uh, uh, is explained this way. It comes from the Latin word deus, or God uh, deity. The doctrine or creed 
of a deist. Quote, one who believes in the existence of God, or supreme being, but denies revealed religion based on its belief on the light of nature and reason. Okay, so deism is not a religion, but a religious philosophy. It, it advances the, the theory that God exists and that he created the universe, but does not um, intervene in the, in the affairs of mankind. Uh, and so that, that is really what deism is. Deism, uh, as, has, or as it came to be known as uh, in the colonial America, was largely advanced by the French philosopher and historian Voltaire, who believed during the Enlightenment that God was little more than a, than a, a watchmaker who wound up uh, the universe and, and then sat back and, and did not further involve himself in the affairs of men and, and nations. This, this movement, if you will, as, was part of a, a parcel of an effort to de-Christianize French society and replace Christianity with rationalism and pagan philosophies. The movement was critical to uh, traditional institutions and essentially sought to discard long um, revered moral principles and beliefs. So, the article uh, goes on here to say that the two principal beliefs of deism were, number one, Although God created the universe, he did not intervene in the affairs of men and nations. He did not guide men into the founding of a nation or uh, do miracles or answer prayer or provide provisional protection to his followers. That's not what God does, according to deism. Number two, God did not give divine or revealed revelation to man. So, uh, he, you know, he, he didn't write, help write the Bible. He didn't, um, you know, he, he didn't give any prophecies or anything like this. Um, he just simply is, and he made everything and then just kind of sits back and doesn't do anything at all. So that's basically the principles of deism. So number one, I think one would be hard pressed to find many of our founding fathers who fit this description. And this is why all this is important. Today we have a progressive movement in America which seeks to you know, expunge uh, or minimize any mention of God along with his moral values and teachings from the, the public square and from America's traditional godly heritage. Their thinking is if they can eliminate the Judeo-Christian God and his influence from America's historical writings and from the public square, it will be easier to promote their godless agenda into American life. And if there has to be a God, then it will be one who has no moral agenda or, or one who will not interfere in the affairs of men and nations, i.e. the God of deism, obviously. The dangers in this kind of thinking are obvious. First, it's historical revisionism. And second, it negates the the providence of moral foundations of God in our American culture and historical foundations. So how widespread is deism among American founding fathers? That's kind of the, the point that we're trying to get to. Well, Dr. M. E. Bradford of the University of Dallas conducted a study of the founding fathers to look at this question, whether the founding fathers were deists or Christians. And he discovered that... Uh, Founder, the, the founders were members of denominations in the following pattern here. It's that number 
uh, number one, the, the, the most, um, the, the, the founding fathers that, that had the most, um, the denomination had the most founding fathers were, uh, at 28 were Episcopalians. 28 Episcopalians amongst our founding fathers. Eight Presbyterians. Seven Congregationalists. Two Lutherans. Two Dutch Reformed. Two Methodists. Two Roman Catholics. And three Deists. Hmm. Yeah, that's correct. Only three Deists. So if you're counting at home, if you're scoring at home, out of 54, you could kind of say maybe three were deists. So let's take a look at those two. Uh, I, I think one is, is skeptical of what uh, was just presented. Uh, you know, you could say, well, how can you say that? Well, you know, how, how can you say that, that there weren't very many deists? Uh, how can you say that, that these guys were even deists? Okay, so, so you, you, you can be skeptical of that. Um, so uh, the, 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 the article here says, I think if one is skeptical of what was just presented, then all one needs to do is perform a comprehensive study of quotations from the founders. Right? That seems seems logical. Keeping in mind that two main principles of deism are no divine revelation to man and no influence to uh, interaction in the affairs of men and nations. Good reference source uh, is, that, that he puts in here. Uh, for this study is the um, America's God and Country, uh, Encyclopedia of Qu- uh, Quotations by William Frederer. Uh, and, and, and with this in mind, let's, let's take a look at, the f- at four of the Founding Fathers most often claimed to be deists by the progressive movement. So if, if we were to see whether or not these guys are deists, we probably better look at what they said and see if it matches up with what deists believe, right? Sounds good. Benjamin Franklin... Uh, it was one of the ones that, that a lot of people claimed that, that was a deist. And in his younger years, Franklin was influenced by the writings of Robert Boyle, a 17th century na- uh, natural philosopher, chemist, um, you know, and also inventor. As a uh, defender of Christian faith, Boyle made a series of arguments against deism. But it, w- it was the arguments of deists in Boyle's writings which appeared to have made a more of a lasting impression on Franklin. And for a time, Franklin embraced deism. These influences did not have a lasting effect on Franklin, though. And by the time the American Revolution came around, Franklin had done a 180 and was a firm believer in divine revelation and providence of of a biblical God. On June 28th of 1787, much uh, after much gridlock, in the Constitutional Convention, Benjamin Franklin spoke the following words. In the beginning of the contest with Great Britain, when we were suitable of danger, we had daily prayer in this room for the divine protection. Our prayers, sir, were heard, and they were graciously answered. All of us who were engaged in the struggle must have observed frequent instances of a superintending providence in our favor. To what kind of providence we owe this happy opportunity of consulting in peace on the means of establishing our future national um, felicity? And have we now forgotten that powerful friend? Or do we imagine that we no longer need his assistance? 
I have lived, sir, a long time. And the longer I live, the more convincing proofs I see of this truth. That God governs in the affairs of men. Did you hear what I said here? He says that God governs in the affairs of men. And if a sparrow cannot fall to the ground without his notice, it is probable that an empire can rise without his aid? We have been assured, sir, in the sacred writings that except the Lord build they labor in vain that build it. I firmly believe this, and I believe and I also believe that without his concurring aid, we shall succeed in this political building no better than the builders of Babel. We shall be divided by our little partial local interests. Our, proje- our, our, projects will, our projects will be confounded, and we ourselves shall be, become a reproach and a byword down to the future edge, age. And what is worse, mankind may hereafter this unfortunate instance despair of establishing governments by human wisdom and leave it to chance, war, and consequence. I therefore beg thee to move that henceforth prayers imploring the assistance of heaven and its blessings on our deliberations be held in this assembly every morning before we proceed to business and that one or more of the clergy of this city be requested to officiate in that service. (laughs) That is quite a speech. would have loved to hear him deliver that. It's pretty obvious that Franklin believed in a God who did involve himself in the affairs of men and nations. And Franklin also alludes to the New Testament as sacred writings, which also reveal God's revelation to man. Franklin was no deist. There's, there's just no doubt about it. And maybe at one point he, he, he followed some of its tenets, but definitely did a 180 uh, by the time that the founding of our nation uh, was here. So let's take a look at George Washington. All right, He, Washington, was an open promoter of Christianity. For example, in his speech on May 12, 1779, he claimed that children needed to learn, quote, above all, unquote, was the, quote, religion of Jesus Christ, unquote. And that to learn, this would make them greater and happier than they already are, he said. On May 2nd of 1778, he, he charged his soldiers at Valley Forge that, quote, to the um, distinguished character of patriot, it should be our highest glory to add the more distinguished character of Christian. And then he resigned his commission as commander-in-chief of military uh, of the military on June 8th of 1783, and he reminded the nation that without a humble uh, imitation of the divine author of our blessed religion, uh, we can never hope to be a happy nation. Washington's own adopted daughter declared of Washington that you might as well question his patriotism as to question his Christianity. Uh, In addition, even the inscription on Washington's tomb at Mount Vernon says this, 
Within this enclosure rests the, the remains of General George Washington. Over the door of the inner tomb is inscribed, I am the resurrection and the life. So how can you say that George Washington was a deist? He did not hold to those tenets. All right, so let's move on. How about, I don't know, Thomas Jefferson, right? Thomas Jefferson was hardly speaking from a strict deist standpoint when he said, can the liberties of a nation be thought secure when we have removed their only firm basis, a conviction of the minds of the people that these liberties are the gift of God, that they are not to be violated, but with his wrath. Indeed, I tremble for my country when I reflect that God is just and that his justice cannot sleep forever. Now, why would Jefferson tremble for his country if God does not involve himself in the affairs of men and nations? It just doesn't make any sense, right? And then there's this. I shall need, too, the favor of that being in those hands we are who led our forefathers, as Israel of old, from the nation native land and planted them in a country flowing with all the necessities and comforts of life. Um, that was in his second inaugural address. And uh, here's, how about another um, oblique reference to the Bible, obviously. Remember, a strict deist is one who believed God was like a watchmaker who wound up the universe and therefore did not involve himself in the affairs of men and nations. Jefferson obviously believed otherwise. So let's lastly look at James Masson. If, if if there's you know someone who who they say was was a deist, you know these four are the ones that, that are brought up most often, and James Madison being the fourth, um, James Madison trained for ministry with the Reverend Dr. John Witherspoon and Mason's writings were replete with declarations of his faith in God and in Christ. In fact, for proof of this, one only needs to read his letter to the Attorney General Bradford, wherein Madison laments that public officials are not bold enough about their Christian faith in public and that the public officials should be fervent advocates in the cause of Christ. And while uh, Madison did alert to a wall of separation. Uh, contemporary writers frequently refused to allow Madison to, uh, uh, Madison to prove his own definition of that wall. According to uh, Madison, the purpose of the wall was only to prevent Congress from passing a national law to establish a national religion. You see, what wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice? I'm I'm I'm. I'm Looking at these quotes that we see here from from these different individuals, these founding fathers that were geniuses, I mean, absolute geniuses. The thing with these founding fathers is that they knew human nature in in a way that many today, I think, have have overlooked. Uh, I mean, our founding fathers not only understood the freedoms that we have, what it took, the the courage that it it was going to take, to establish this country here, but then to establish it in a way that they did. I mean, again, how easy would it have been to to just say, you know, hey, George, <laughs> why don't you become king? We're just going to set up this thing. We understand how it works. 
Many of us came from England. We all know how, how this, this happens. And, and, and throughout history, a monarchy was, was you know, probably the most you know, widely used type of and form of government. And so why would it not be the easiest thing to do? But no, they said, no, we understand human nature and we understand freedoms and we understand all of these different things. We need to try something different. We need to try something new. And they did. And they, and, and, and they did that taking on uh, and taking from the Bible many of the concepts that they put into the Constitution. And so we see that this, this biblical form of, of government uh, being formed here for really the first time and, and out of the, the, the courage that it took to do that. I mean, if you read down through the, these, these quotes, you're going to see so much of, of their faith represented here. You know, it, it, it's, it's so, it, it, the, the article here concludes with this, and I, I would totally agree. It says, and so it goes from one founding father to the next. The most frequent and most dominant influence among the found, founders of the Bible uh, was the Bible, divine revelation to man, which was re- referenced in some 34% of the founding fathers' quotations. You hear what I said? in a third of the Founding Fathers' quotations, we see their faith demonstrated. We see their belief in the Bible and the divine revelation of man. The vast majority of the Founders believed in an active God who did not only give divine revelation to man, but who was also providential in the affairs of men and nations. You cannot, absolutely cannot say that our founding fathers were deists because deists believe that if there is a God, that this God just simply created things and way they go. He, he does not do miracles. He does not interact with his creation. He just simply, uh, it's, it's, it's almost like you know, he he took a bunch, a handful of marbles, and he just he he lifts them up over his head, and then he just lets them all fly. And so he creates this game with marbles that that where the marbles come crashing down to the floor and and bounce around and hit each other and go spreading all over the place and roll and 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 he does it out of his own entertainment, I guess is 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 how a deist would think. That he just simply creates what's about to happen, and he then lets it go. And when you look around and you see, you know, our, our country, and you see what's happening, you, you when you all you have to do is just simply look at things around you and know that there is a God and that He does interact with us. And those who have a personal relationship with Him know that even greater. Know that He is a living God, that He does and and, and He does interact with us. And He He we can pray to Him, we can hear from Him, we can we can follow His guidance, and we know that this is the type of God that we serve. And and, and to think that our founding fathers thought anything differently is just simply ignoring. You are simply just simply ignoring the fact that our founding fathers um, had all of these quotes and and, and established themselves uh, as someone who believed in God. Most of them believed in God 
and believed in the fact that this God was someone we could call on, that this God was someone who was directing them and directing them in, in a way that allowed us to have the freedoms that we have today. So, I, like I say, this, this, is, this is a response. I love to hear from you, whether you agree with me or you don't. That, 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 that is fine. If you, if you don't agree with what I'm saying, would absolutely love to hear what, what you have found out through your research or whatever. Would love to present those facts, and that way we can all take a look at those. You can do that. Uh, and In fact, you can do that now through our new website, and that's UncommonSensePodcast.com. And, of course, we're still on Facebook. We're still on Instagram. We're still on MeWe. So, uh, you know, you can, you can check us out there. You can uh, subscribe, all this type of thing. would love to have you do that. So that way you can get notifications uh, whenever uh, the, the latest podcast uh, drops. And we, again, try to do that every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So for this, thank you for listening.